reviews and previews. This is the Sports Desk. You know, I've got to tell you, when you adopt a philosophy a year ago saying you'd rather be happy than right, it's times like these you're really happy you adopted it. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Sports Desk on your Monday afternoon. It's a very exciting week. Round one has just wrapped up, and the panel is excited to break it down, as well as the greatest hits in the news headlines today on the Sports Desk. My name is Jason, joined by Jerry. Adam and Sam Menhennett, who has had quite the journey. We were paying close (laughs) attention to the train tracker. Very, we were very close this time around. And you've just walked into the studio and there's a lot of news hitting the... Hitting the bill today, isn't there, Sam? There definitely is. I am a bit puffed at the moment. <laughs> We've all been very <laughs> busy this weekend. We've all been so busy. You had a, a, a run-in with the public transport. I did some paintballing on the weekend. And Jerry and Adam, you were playing table tennis before we were. <laughs> yes, we were. We, we got, got started. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting the heart rate up and oh, all. I just got to get hyped before the show. It's been it's been such an exciting one. Now, by the way, how'd you, how'd you go in the uh, table tennis match, Adam? Oh, uh, fell in a tight one, seven nine. First away, took took the uh, all conquering king. I think Man- Manuel to right. uh, to seven all, and then he just um, aced me two times to finish the game. So a bit disappointing. I'd like to thank the fans for coming out today to see my performance. Aka all the people who are stuffed after class and all the TikTok dancers <laughs> in the background. <laughs> and they they it's really what community community sports all about. It's all about the grass. You just want to stay stay humble. How'd your game go, Jerry? I lost uh, five eight. So five eight, a bit of the same. Um, the backhand uh, hit the net a few times, so you got to work on that next time. Right. Oh, yeah. And uh, again, for myself, paintballing on Saturday that was quite an interesting experience. It was up in Epping, by the way, and it was a terrific place. The unfortunate thing is, is that I have now got the Bermuda Triangle crafted on my right butt cheek. As oh. a result of paintball, oh. <laughs> which is a bit of a shame. But well, uh, was that because of you were on the losing side? Or? No, it wasn't on the losing side. There was a lot of W's. I played. It was red v green, and we, I was on the green team. We were the ones who were able to eke out most of the victories. However, it was a birthday party, and we did a buck run, and oh. we got to oh. so we got to fire paintballs at the at the host. But then the organisers like ah 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 swerve mm-hmm. we're swapping over and then or everyone who wasn't being shot at eventually got shot at and I've got a few uh, dents on my arm as a result uh, of that I've also got some bumps on my head which is a bit of a shame but war- uh, we're uh-huh. here and we're fighting through it and uh, it's a great day got a few war wounds certainly so all right let's see what's been happening in the world of sport here are the news headlines. What do we got, Adam? Uh, yeah. So the Red Bull domination of uh, the Formula One season has continued overnight. Uh, Sergio Perez uh, took off where his teammate and two and two-time defending champion uh, Max Verstappen left off in Bahrain with a dominating victory in the Saudi Grand Prix in uh, in Jeddah. It was equally impressive as uh, from the Verstappen as due to a faulty car he had to start from start uh, bin pack, and he just um, cruised his way. Just shows how dominant the Red Bull is and also how he is as a driver. Went from about I think it was fifteenth on the grid to. Second by the end of the race, and yeah, I think it's going to be a long season if you don't like um, Austrian sports drinks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, from an Aussie perspective, uh, Piastri, Oscar Piastri is uh, he's having a bit of a rough start, unfortunately. After uh, I think it was like an 18th or a 19th in Bahrain, he only returned with a uh, 15th, which um, is honestly he bet his teammate Lando Norris or something. But McLaren struggles are just um, yeah, they're just bulking up, which is really surprising because they've had. Two or three seasons, um, especially Lando as their top driver, which they've been great. They've been the best team outside of the um, domination of Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari. So the best fourth team. Which the way I listen is like, it's not F1. That's like you bet you're the best F2 team. It's almost like the reserve grade because you can't compete with those. But yeah, um, 
Alonso Fernando Alonso is back. The 2006 world champion and all-round legend who has raced from everything from Le Mans to IndyCar to F1 has returned returned to Aston Martin with back-to-back uh, back-to-back podiums. And um, a bit of controversy. He did get a penalty, but it was later rescinded after the after the race, and he was allowed to keep his uh, allowed to keep his podium. So that means um, I mean I love Fernando. Like we <laughs> we, 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 lo- we love Nando. So good performance by him. And yeah, it's another interesting race. Aussie Grand Prix is coming up in a couple of weeks, and um, yes. I think I might be tra- going on the Friday session, so I'll be able to report on, report on the scene for you boys. Seriously, is, is that legit? Yeah, 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 and all that. Um, got um, you can get media accreditation, not media accreditation, but you can get um, um grand passes uh, through right. through our lovely Michael, head of, head of sports media here at the RMIT Studios. So I'll be trying to get a hold of those, and I'll be uh, going doing what I did last year, but hopefully not falling asleep. <laughs> Very nice stuff. And we'll bring it closer to home now. With round one wrapping up, we'll be breaking down uh, the rest of round one in terms of results and previewing a little bit of round two. But, Jerry, there were some ramifications coming out of this past weekend. Yeah, there have been a few suspensions here. Um, oh, oh, yeah. The, the major headline would be Cozzy Pickett with um, his high hit on Bailey Smith. So he's got two weeks of that. I pleaded guilty. And also, obviously, 1,000 goals. But Buddy Franklin's in the headlines again. Uh, offered a one-match ban for Ooh. his hit on Sam Collins off a ball. Has word come through about what um, Shane McAdam might be getting for oh, his hit on the uh, GBS? It hasn't guy? come in yet, but that could be that was nasty. Weeks. That was probably the worst hit out of all of them. Mm, I think because he showed intent. I think Cosy Pickett still probably... I think he almost went... He went for the bump, but then he didn't yeah. expect Bailey Smith to go so low with his kick. And it was a bit unfortunate, but McAdam one looked pretty nasty. That's what fired the Giants up, which we'll touch on very shortly as well. Oh, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting. But, um, yeah, fantastic performance by the Giants have performed. I think kind of spoiled all of our tips, unfortunately. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely a bit, bit of a surprise, that's for sure. Well, we'll be going to a quick song break. And uh, I can feel a very cold shadow looming over me as we go to it. So I'm going to do it a bit more of an abridged version than I had originally planned. Uh, I was very excited this weekend because I had no faith in the Bombers this weekend. So I was just going to blast the new Avenged Seven so- Avenge Sevenfold song called Nobody. And I did do that ad nauseum throughout the weekend. And I'm going to do it again here because I'm super excited for the new album that comes out in June. And uh, that will be the song that we're going to be breaking down as we go to our first break on the Sports Desk AFL review of round one after this. Stay with us. The full panel are going to be breaking down and it's going to be electric. Stay with us. I enjoyed that way too much than I really should have. Nobody by Avenged Sevenfold, the new single that came out last week and I've been playing that ad nauseum. The new album Life is But a Dream comes out June 2nd and I know where I'm going to be that day, as the great Molly Meldrum would say, do yourself a favour. Righto, let's break down the first round of AFL footy. Got its well, business is sorted. So let's get down to the business of breaking down round one. And the sound effect has not quite worked out. That's okay. We can break that down. We're improvising here. And look at this. I actually made a quick boo-boo. I made a quick blue boo-boo. Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Editing trickery will fix that in the podcast. You can check out your podcasts anywhere where you get them, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google. Okay, round one, we left it off with Jerry, myself, and Cooper breaking down Carlton and Richmond. They got no jobs done. It was a draw, but one of the games that set the standard followed the following night, and I would probably go as far as to say, and the hot take chicken is in the studio to combat me here, <laughs> Collingwood's victory over Geelong, 19-11-125 over 16-7. Are you sure that happened? 103. It's insane that actually happened. I don't, I don't remember that actually happening. No, I think I think, um, <laughs> I think it just got a bit rainy. I think everybody went home to me. Just I think there's no need to go over that. I think, uh, I think all the Saturday games are much more interesting. 
I'm going to say this now. That result has made me theorise Collingwood are the team to beat now across the entire competition. It's round one. It's round one. And half of our back line went down injured. They did, yet Stewart went down. Stengel was a little bit in trouble at in the, times. Deconing as well. Deconing as well. That's an interesting... Round one, really, Sam? I, I don't think you can get a real sense of teams until mm. about four or five rounds in. At I think the same to take time, off one game... They picked up exactly where they left off. Uh, no, it's new season. All right. New I feel season. like if Geelong yeah. had won, I'd feel the same way. And I'd just exactly. be spruiking us up as like the best thing ever. But uh, because we lost, I'm going to say, yeah, just round one. Are you a Cats fan yourself? Yeah, I sure am. To break it down, by the way, for the listeners at home, Adam Miller and Cooper Watkins have never met before. This is their first time in the studio. I love together, him already, too. And oh, they no. are Cats learning they are fellow Cats fans. Love at first sight. What can we say? It's going to be a very, very good show. <laughs> but it, you're sharing your pain this particular week. But let's bring it over to Jerry's explanation here because he is up and about for his beloved North Melbourne Kangaroos sitting in the top eight for the first time and I don't know how long it's been defeating West Coast by five points 12 Come on, 15 don't 87 be that over 12 10 82 Jerry what do you got to say oh Harry she's I think a rising star maybe no no really win. good yeah. really good yeah. he had a better weekend than the the other guy that um up for rising star from Brisbane but we'll get to that later yeah, there was a few guys that really stood up on the weekend that were like rookies you know what I mean like everyone thought Ashcroft won horse race for yep. rising star and whatever but then it's funny how people can say that before Sheasel. we even play the yeah, first exactly game. <laughs> but like Mackenzie Sheasel um, I think Finn Callahan for the Giants and if, exactly there's a heap of guys that played really well on the weekend which is good to see just young talent and stuff of course Suvalaki, six goals. Dick Larky. Back to back years. So, yeah, it was just tearing McGovern apart. And I think McGovern came off jarred during the second quarter. And then mm. after that, um, he kicked four more in the second half. So, I think we just need to keep our lead. So, that's the issue. We're five goals up. And then Liam Ryan kicked a few. And oh, the, the danger was coming. Yeah, the, the wave was, was coming, coming. And I thought, I thought maybe for you that it'd be a bit dangerous. But you, st- you stuck it out. Uh, five points in yeah. the end, pretty close to the buzzer, um, and a, oh, a controversial decision from the umpire that that could have been a deliberate out of bounds that wasn't paid, that could have maybe swung things around for the West Coast, but that's one of those things that you'll never know. Um, but to be honest, that, that was one of the most enjoyable games from round one. I didn't expect North Melbourne versus West Coast would have yeah, been What do you, you think? I, I was, I was like listening was. to someone, I can't remember what um, broadcast it was on, but they were talking about how good round one was fixtured in terms of the, everyone that was playing each other kind of similar type similar of level? team and yeah. level. like, um, And to be fair, the one that going into the round I would have thought is maybe Frio St Kilda and where they're at and Frio, Frio not losing. So, But like, you know what I mean? In terms of like West Coast North yep. uh, sort of down the bottom, but then Hawthorne Essendon coming into this year don't really know what's going to go on. Obviously, Carlton and Richmond go on every year and Collingwood and Geelong. But so I found that really fascinating in terms of the matchups and that that's probably what made round one so good, I reckon, too. So we move on to uh, Port and Brisbane, and it was terrible showing from um, Brisbane, who I, I've been spruiking up in the preseason because they look so good on paper, but you don't play games on paper. So <laughs> I want to get Jerry's opinion because one of the big stars oh. of that game was uh, the most controversial number one pick we've had in recent years, and that is Jason Horn Francis with 25 disposal. He got the first goal of the game. Break it down, Jerry. Yeah, I, I didn't see too much of a game, but I think it was a kind of forwards game with um, Marshall kicking forward and also Dixon. So the line's just, I feel like the chemistry in the midfield still isn't there. Like Ashcroft, um, 
obviously Dunkley come in. They still need a bit of work. Um, maybe give them a few weeks. Yeah, but it'll get there. Yeah, the I minor so. premier call is a big call. So yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's and not for the power or a backbone for them. That one. Yeah, definitely. Uh, no, Jason Horn looked really good. Absolutely good. Um, <laughs> he's going to become the uh, well. A lot of people like him, but it's it's funny we we don't see too often these char- well, like the Toby Green type character where you either love him or hate him. He's going definitely going to be one of those. And shout out to those North fans. I don't know if you've seen the po- the yes, picture. This was fantastic. Uh, they were dr- oh, dressed yes. up uh, as Jason Horn, wearing a Port Adelaide jumper and a wig. And had the sign ban the ice baths because <laughs> famously he refused to get in an ice bath last year and was dropped from a subsequent game. Um, so interesting, yeah. So Port Adelaide massive dominant performance, fifty four points uh, as well on Saturday, and then a disappointing outfit uh, by the Bulldogs, fifty point loss in the end. That forward line is just not there. Things weren't working well at all, and uh, it was pretty ugly for if you're an. Um, uh, Bulldogs fan, but on the other mm. hand, if you're a Demons mm. fan, they look pretty good, um, and I think they'll be charging back up the the ladder this season. Can any team? Quick question: Can any team beat the Grundy and Gorn combination, or can anyone contain it, or is it just going to be pure domination by those two for, throughout the whole year? Well, it's pretty good. I think. I think um, mm. uh, Gorn is no, not Gorn. The Grundy's going to come to love. Yeah. Love the game again. I think he fell out about with it mm. when when things went down with Collingwood. So I think we're going to see a really good year from him. And I think Gorney can also play a forward. Like I remember, he absolutely destroyed us a couple of years back in the prelim. As much as <laughs> that I hate one to didn't it. happen either. I don't think. exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's just figure out. It's just a nightmare. I had this one night. Yeah, yeah no, I don't. I, I think it's it's. I think to start the season off, it's going to be a little bit of a weird one for teams to come up against just because mm. they haven't – there's two rucks haven't been the thing for like 10 years. So, oh, like exactly. it's so It's so odd to see it. So I think to start off with, it'll it'll look okay. I think – I mean, coaches in, in the AFL are so smart. So I feel like mm. by the end of the year, maybe that'll start to look different mm. and that the coaches will start to figure it out. But the first, I, I feel like the first 10 weeks are going to be really – uh, Melbourne will be a tough matchup just in general, but because of those two are going to be a really hard one for, for most sides to come up against each week. Yeah, we're in a crazy situation now where potentially the top two rocks in the uh, competition are playing for the same team. And it's a, it's a scary side. Uh, another one team that looks pretty scary, the Suns went down to the Swans, 49 points. Um, um, I, I think they're, they're hungry. They're upset the way their grand final went last year. Yeah, they and, really kicked uh, that trend yeah. in the bin, didn't they? <laughs> With that whole, um, no, you know, that the team that gets smashed in the final doesn't come back and make finals the next year. Which again, it's round one, but mm. God, did they look impressive? Yeah, it's yeah, kind of, it's kind of like that. Um, it's kind of like the second second season syndrome that you yeah. kind of see so often in Premier League. So it's yeah, quite, yeah. quite often. Yeah. The loss of Franklin makes things pretty interesting, mm. but I don't think they need to worry too much because they've got definitely a lot of stars. Chad Warner getting thirty disposals for them. Um, on Saturday night, uh, 120 sweet points for my fantasy team. So thank, thank you, Chad. Thank you, Chad, for uh, from the Dunkin' Donuts. We, are, I'm very grateful for you. Um, and then also moving on to Sunday, another um, upset where my tips went even worse. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, massive outing from the Giants. Uh, 16 points in the end. The, the lead changes in that game were crazy. That was a crazy game, like, and it was first, a comeback win first, too. First 20 minutes, Adelaide looked like they were going to beat them by 10 goals. Mm. Like they were all over them um, in the in the first quarter. Like um, Rankin, Rochelle, McAdam all looked really, really good, and then just yeah, they turned it on. Giants. Toby Green, four goals, four. Oh. Just just keep your eye on him this season. He is absolutely going to explode and could even. 
Maybe, uh, dare I say, maybe mm. Brownlow contention, oh, yeah. Is that too early? Uh, oh, oh, Jerry's okay. pulled Jerry's out the chicken. chicken. Uh, Hot take chicken, reasons ugly head. I just have a feeling about him this year. I don't know mm. what it is. How many weeks does uh, McAdam get for that bump there? That, that was a filthy Yeah, I was, was going to mention that because I've just been sort of keeping up with a few mm. um, updates with the fact that obviously the other sort of bands went through yesterday with um, mm. so Buddy getting a week and then Kasai Picker getting two weeks. So mm. I think the McAdam one should be done sort of in the next couple of hours, I'm pretty sure. Mm. Um, so that, that will be interesting because the, I saw a few tweets about the whole Kasai Pickett kind of setting a precedent for mm. the McAdam thing and that it's a pretty similar hit. So what did mm. you guys think of it? Because Kasai Pickett obviously got two weeks. Yeah. I feel like looking at the two, I feel like the Pickett one's probably a bit worse in the sense of I sort think, of the intent of yeah, it and yeah, where definitely. he hits him. The angle we also got from, I mean, the angle we saw on TV was also yeah. a bit of a weird one. It wasn't kind of like that kind of sideline, like the, yeah. kind of the sideline thing that we got for the McAdam one yeah. and for the Buddy one. It was kind of like almost like you were underneath him. Mm, yeah. So you kind of saw really where his, his um, shoulder was leading, how he'd already left his feet. Yeah, the, the, the picket one, the leaving of the feet was the one that got mm. me when I was like, God, you really can't be doing Do that. Man. Like you just it's just like creating it like it's like a human missile just hitting <laughs> Bailey Smith and I was like and, it, it, and that's the thing is that cause Ware came back on, I think, with the McAdam hit. I'm pretty sure he got concussion tested, but he mm. came back. I would have to yeah, check but same as Adam but, Smith. Yeah, but so uh, it's interesting to note how that stuff happens and that if Bailey Smith has knocked out cold and out for two weeks, yeah. You're probably looking at six weeks or yeah. something. And I, so, I think I think yeah, for last year and I think for the few years, they looked more at the outcome rather than the initial intent. And mm. I think that's where things got pretty debated. And I think we're, uh, entering, yeah. I think but, we're entering a grey area, though, if we start going on an impact, especially yeah. with so much research being done to, like, CT at the moment. Well, with the last yep. couple yeah. of weeks and all the news yeah. and stuff about the litigation and stuff. Yeah. So they're, they're gonna, they've got to have to be really hot on it, which, I mean, they should be hot on it all for the start, time. I, but, yeah. I don't like front-on bumps at all. They yeah. just they just look bad. It, all right, the hip and shoulder from the side, that, that's fair enough. But if you just, yeah. if the intent is to just take someone out at all costs, then. Yeah, and I, I think they need to keep sort of, like, the punishments need to continue because, like, for example, like, in terms of guys deliberately bumping instead of trying to tackle, like, I don't know if anyone saw it, but um, Will Ashcroft's goal, that, like, the goal he kicked on, on Saturday, it was I think it was his only goal. But Darcy Byrne Jones, he just entering the four fifty, and but Darcy Byrne Jones ran straight at him, just tried to bump him, like did not even attempt to tackle him at all, and he just Ashcroft and it's showing the skill he has, just completely sidestepped him and then kicked a snap. Mm. And I was just like, what is Darcy Byrne Jones doing? Like, was it kind of like almost like a welcome to the league? Yeah, moment, I, yeah, something like that. But it just shows it's like. You just tackle him. Like, it, yeah. it, why are you trying to bump in that situation? It's only going to get you in trouble. But, yeah, I don't know. Moving uh, on now. Yeah, well, this... this is about the time where I said it. I said at the start of the show, you'd rather be happy than right. I tipped against him, but ladder leaders Essendon defeat Hawthorne 19-10-124-9-11-65. I didn't expect it because I tipped against it. Adam, you did. Ah uh, yes, I did the uh, mighty bombers once. Again. And, Jerry, uh, you took uh, the bombers, didn't you as well? Yeah, yeah. we're we're actually sharing the lead at the moment yeah, for the uh, the tipping com. So we're very happy, <laughs> very happy over here. Six out of nine, we love it. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well, Hawthorne, How I did mean, you get six? Uh, not to discredit the mighty Saints. That's all I'm going to say. Too much, as much as I want to. There's only uh, one Hawthorne. way to look at the bombers here, really. Yeah, yeah. You faced Hawthorne, who are in the. It's a two. This is the two horse race for the wooden spoon. But at the same time, there's something so much more refreshing about a structure in defence, letting you know, able to stop front on attack and. 
just the things that Brad Scott was saying in his press conference just sounded so refreshing to me and it left a cause of optimism. I, I don't think they're going to be beating the Suns or anything like that this week, but at least, you know, you got something. Anyway, go ahead, Sam. I'm so glad it's round one because I don't know who you face next week. but I Gold Coast. Ooh. They're probably going to beat okay. us. They'll probably beat us too. <laughs> Gold Coast uh, want to show something what, like this story, yeah, exactly right. Story of the round, um, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody, seeing yep. him kick a goal and come back was league. really great. I feel like we're going to play Add the Song Later by Picker Palace. Um, <laughs> no, right. uh, no, it just – there's not too often there's nice stories of football. Like we had the whole Doherty – and Cunnington last year. Uh, but to see him come back as well after retiring the middle of last year when we thought, oh, no, he's such a great loss to the game. It's good that he's back in it and he's kicking snags. Fortunately, yeah, wearing the, black. The ovation black and red. that came across the MCG when he walked on, when he ran onto the field was phenomenal. It'll go down as one of the great moments of Essendon this year, regardless of where they finish. And the last game of the round, St. Surprise of the round two. 15 points. I didn't tip that. Um, Actually, I didn't see that much of that game. Um, how did you see it? Um, oh, I mean, I caught the back half of it. It's very interesting just based on the structure that they had. Obviously, a lot gone into this game about the injuries that they had to the 450. Um, obviously, King, I don't. I think it was Membry as well, didn't play. So they have a, a lot of forward issues um, for the moment. But uh, I think it was just a coaching performance as well. Like, I mean, Ross in his first game back, um, both teams are sort of more on a defensive side. But um, a few players stepped up. Philippou, um debutant was really good. Um, they, had, they had a lot of kicks in the back half too, Frio, that was sort of just similar to last year in slow ball movement. So that'll definitely be put under the spotlight. But no, so nonetheless, that, great win for Saints. Is that a win to all new ca- coaches for round one? Yes, yeah, I did read that. Yeah, yeah, yep. So who was that? Clarko, Scott and yep. Ross. Uh, Ross, yeah. So And Kingsley. And Kingsley. Oh, sorry, and Kingsley, yes. And yep. Kingsley, yep. yes. So that's round one broken down. Some of the uh, and we we'll, might as well look at the, <laughs> the ladder. We'll, we'll, we'll oh give him the top God. spot now. Hundred and ninety percent. How long is that going to last? Uh, it's very well, it's very nice to hear. We North were bottom Melbourne of the ladder from the top a, eight. We were wow. at the bottom of the ladder last year yeah. after round one. Well, due to a sixty six point loss to Geelong. Yeah, I read that stat, and that's the. I think it's the first time in AFL history that a team has that's gone happened. from uh, bottom Gosh. of the ladder round one to the next year <laughs> top of the ladder. Oh, my. Round one ladders are hilarious, aren't they? They give you combos that you never expect. Anyway, read them out. Uh, before, oh, we were going to go through the whole thing? We'll just read out the top eight. Top eight. Essendon, Sydney, Melbourne, Port, St Kilda, Collingwood, GWS, North Melbourne. Uh, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> the odds are contempt, Mr it's, Menhannon. It's a weird one. Oh, it's, we shouldn't be looking ladders to no, maybe we round eight. But uh, yeah, there, there's a bit of fun. Uh, but I tell you what we will preview, though, because uh, it is another Thursday night Blockbuster, Carlton, Geelong. The studios are going to get heated in here. Yeah, absolutely. And also, I just wanted to mention, I had a little rubber chicken last week, and we it was like half a rubber yes. chicken, which yes. wasn't just a little bit that I said my cats would be owing to to start to start the year. <laughs> and I'm telling, yeah, I, th- I just I thought with some of the injuries, I thought, and I'm a little bit pessimistic when it comes to cats. Um, oh, we balance we'll, each other out very yeah, well yeah. then. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll be. So I said we'll be owing to. And I, I do – there has been some positive injury news coming out of the Cats. So I think um, De Koning is probably definitely going to play. College Jazzy is probably going to be back. So Tom Stewart obviously out. But Any, I think um, – Duncan? I uh, don't think Duncan's going to be back. But so I still I still think we lose. 
But mm. having said that, I think we're going to be five and two after that. We're <laughs> going to win the next five on the bounce. <laughs> exactly. But we're going to be zero and two, and I reckon that's going to come true for next Monday. When I, I think I was Ca- like last year. I think we went. Um, we had a bit of a sketchy start to the season. Then we won about we like horrible six, to start yeah. the year. And then we horrible. won about like sixteen or seventeen. Yeah, on, on anyways, the, we on don't the worry about that. Okay. Won the flag and everything. Cats, you know, cats are the hunted, not the hunters now. Yeah, so, well, that, and they're ready at the picking at the moment. So. Uh, it's a really good opportunity for the Blues. Uh, I think they'll be a bit upset yeah, this, after you know, the, the draw yeah, yeah. Um, and ready to come out, but just need to finish a high-pressure game. I think mm. the tall forward thing is going to be the biggest thing. Mm. With, with If we get the cunning back in college, I think it's not too bad, but I think your big boys are probably yeah. a bit too good for us um, on mm. Thursday, I think. But, yeah, we'll see. That's going to be good. It. Three days away to round two. Are we going to do our tips now? Because we don't get a chance to talk about that on Friday. Are we going to do tips? Cause well, we'll... we can do tips for that one, yeah. Oh, let's that, let's have a little one. bit oh, of a break. Oh, you let's... just heard mine. I think, we'll get the, <laughs> I think we'll get the neutrals to start us off here, Jerry. Do you have any idea of how this is going to go? Jerry tipped the, tipped the cats for me say, didn't he? Yeah, so. he did. Oh. Which, again, if, if, now, li- the if there's any new listeners listening into this show and has heard that for the first time, just on your behalf. Okay, your tip, please, Jerry. Carlton, Geelong. Uh, Carlton. I think they'll yes. just run over the top of Geelong. <laughs> Adam, the Geelong supporter, just put a chicken. <laughs> Uh, for myself, I will admit, I think Carlton probably have a much better chance uh, defeating the Cats this time around, but I think uh, I can't see them going 0-2. I think Sam will be waiting one more week to get their win, but I do think it will be a significantly competitive uh, fight. Uh, what I will say is Carlton were brought down when the game became a ground game against Richmond. Geelong will probably do the same thing, I believe, but I, I definitely don't think... I reckon it will be a closer result than Geelong-Collingwood this week. It will be mm. much closer, but I think Geelong just eke it out, but wouldn't be surprised. Okay. And I feel like the next three are pretty oh, self-explanatory. It <laughs> uh, certainly is. Uh, Cooper yeah. was pessimistic, but he's tipped Carlton because he yeah. thinks his I, club I, are going 0-2. No, I oh. think we're going 0-2, but then we've got Gold Coast win, West Coast win, oh, there's someone else. Uh, Hawthorne <laughs> oh, it's on, it's and, and then Sydney at home first home game so I think we'll win yeah. that too there you go the rest of round two will be broken down Friday <laughs> afternoon at 5 o'clock and uh, be sure to hear the team to get your thoughts on that next up we're going to go to our quick uh, song break and we'll be breaking down the Premier League following that here's Disco 2000 by Pulp let's have a bit of fun on the sports desk let's get Disco Avengers Sevenfold to Pulp how impressive is <laughs> that you can only get that on the sports desk Monday afternoon the Sports Desk on Sin on your Monday afternoon and uh, time to get in the round ball game now. Interesting couple of things. Uh, th- three competitions <laughs> we're going to get through. The FA Cup, um, it's, it's weird. I, I, I guess we'll just have to get used to it every year. But the Premier League um, having games postponed, especially when things are really heating up at the moment, it is a bit annoying. But, of course, the cup competitions are important. Uh, so we'll get to the, the FA Cup first. Um, unfortunately for our old mates Grimsby Town that we were, we were uh, putting up, unfortunately 5-0 loss for them against Brighton, so they're knocked out. Sheffield United uh, had a 3-2 win over Blackburn Rovers. Uh, big win again from Man City, 6-0 over Burnley. Um, Vincent Company at the helm there. So Actually, they might get... Uh, I've forgotten where they are. I have to check they're, in the championship. They are first in the championship. Okay, they're so they're going to come back up. They're pretty much already guaranteed okay. get promoted. Yeah. So look forward to seeing them next season. And then dramatic stuff overnight. Manchester United, uh, comeback win over Fulham, which resulted in a couple of red cards to Fulham <laughs> late on, uh, including the manager. Correct. Uh, so 
those Red Devils will be happy, unfortunately. Uh, so they go through. So the semi-finals now. Man City on uh, the 23rd of April will take on Sheffield United and Brighton will take Man United or we could have an all-Manchester FA Cup Wouldn't that final. be a sight? That'd no, I, don't, I don't even... I'd have to check that, but I don't even know if that's ever happened before. Uh, like, Manchester Derby is a FA Cup final. That'd be interesting. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, all I city. Mean, all... Been going for a hundred years. It's probably happened, but yeah, maybe once. <laughs> I mean, all city and United fans are from London, aren't they? So they weren't. They, <laughs> they weren't the uh, they like the big big trek across the uh, tube from oh, West London God. to uh, to Wembley for the day. So it'll be a nice local derby. Yeah. Yeah. What are you talking about? Hey, my my team's uh, not very good, so I just don't have a say when it comes to the finals. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, Premier League. Uh, Nottingham Forest went down to Newcastle on Saturday morning. A late free kick, uh, 90th minute, uh, helped um, for, uh, Newcastle win. Um, so that fight for top four is pretty intense. Brentford uh, drew with uh, Leicester City 1-1. Uh, then Brentford taking a red card as well. Uh, Southampton and Tottenham 3-3, a late free kick by Ward Prowse. In the third minute of uh, the, the plus, like the initial <laughs> onto no. the 90, um, meant Southampton take to Tottenham uh, to a draw. So pretty interesting for that top four. But I'll have to look. Maybe I'll do some <laughs> research this week and by Friday be able to give you some of the rundown of uh, the top four, kind of who's got the hardest draw for the rest of the season. Aston Villa got a victory at Bournemouth 3-0. Uh, Wolves uh, went down to Leeds United 4-2. Uh, really disappointing from Wolves. They're just not having a great year. Uh, and Chelsea and Everton. A goal by Sims at the 89th minute. Yeah, Everton a, a draw. God. Yeah, no, not good. Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea. Uh, I mean, <laughs> surprisingly, they're still in the UCL, which <laughs> is insane to me. Um, but uh, what do you like? I so, hate to do this to you. So, but... unfortunately, I woke up at 4.30 to watch this game. Oh, um, no. And so, in we got about five hours sleep uh, on either side and then had work. So, yeah, uh, I hate my team at the moment because literally I've been watching every game this year. and Not fun, but um, no, look, the last couple of weeks it looked like um, the Blues had kind of turned the corner a little bit. We um, obviously got through, as you said, um, to the quarters of the Champions League final beating Dortmund, who were one of the most informed sides in Europe. Um, so that looked good. And then we won a couple in a row in the Prem the last couple of weeks, um, beat Leicester uh, 3-1. So had control of the game for the majority and just a, a defensive um, sort of a few defensive errors just led to both their goals. And, I mean, they just took their opportunities really. And we were creating a lot, but just, you know, 2-2, got to take it and run. And we still got the Real Madrid um, quarters mm. in a few weeks. But, I mean, it's been a poor season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I watched the UCL draw, and um, unfortunately for City, they've got Bayern, so that's going to be hard. But I found Great out matchup. both Chelsea uh, and City end up on the same side, so it's an open draw. So mm-hmm. unfortunately, one side of the UCL, uh, which we'll get into in a few weeks' time when we're closer to those games, is definitely unbalanced. So we'll have some mm-hmm. major big teams out on one side. How about an Inter, an Inter versus Milan um, potential yeah, semi-final? semifinal yeah. I think the San Siro might just well burn yeah. down, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> depending exactly. on who wins and who uh, loses. Yeah, uh, which I don't know. With that, the, what um, Sam was saying with the draw, 
Has that happened before? Because I don't recall seeing it happen mm. where like they plan out the next fixture like that. I don't. I'd have to check. I, maybe my. I know they did change sure. rules at the end of the last year, but I don't know if that included that because obviously. Uh, away goals got removed. Yeah, so that yeah. Was yeah. I don't know if they've changed a few things, but I don't recall it being like that. But it's also just, it, as you said, Sam, it kind mm. of really skews one side of the draw. Yeah, like it's... you could argue that uh, I'd probably say the three best teams are on one side. I mean, mm. Napoli are unbelievable in form at the moment, so it's good for them in terms of um, maybe being able to get to the final. Well, but side seems yeah. to get a bit of help for some reason yeah. <laughs> over the last couple of years. Juventus, yeah, <laughs> but... even though they've never been able to do anything though, but. But yeah, no, I, I I hadn't seen that before. I, I don't know if I'm just my memory's gone. But yeah, so it'd yeah. be interesting to see how those both those draws go. But yeah, uh, A League uh, last weekend, uh, interesting. Adelaide United look extremely good, and it means very scary. Um, a five-one win over Wellington Phoenix. Um, so as we get closer to the finals. Um, me being Melbourne City uh, and then being a bogey team uh, looks scary enough for them. And then, of course, the youngster being called up in the Socceroos train on. Uh, train on. Um, so he may well get a spot. Uh, also, Brisbane Royal 1-0 win over Western United. Newcastle Jets drew 2-2 with Perth Glory. Sydney FC went down to Western Sydney Wanderers 4-0 in the uh, final derby for uh, Sydney. This year, massive ramifications for that, which means Sydney might possibly miss out on finals now due to their <laughs> rival's big win. Uh, victory won 2-0 uh, against Central Coast Mariners. A uh, bit of positive news, although it was a red card. Um, Central Coast looked pretty well too, so that's something at least, but they're still bottom of the table. Uh, and then Man City dropping points to MacArthur 1-1. So, look, final spots are secured, but uh, look, maybe, maybe... The Premier's plate is not really tucked away yet. I don't know mathematically, but uh, Adelaide United in second currently on 37 points. Uh, Melbourne City sitting in first, 41. Western Sydney Wanderers third. Uh, Central Coast fifth. Sorry, fourth. Wellington fifth. Sydney FC sixth. So they're just on the edge. Newcastle, Western United and MacArthur just outside that. So that looks interesting. Um bit nervy, but these finals are going to be interesting when they come around. Um, now, cricket, we will get to that next. The one-day internationals uh, happened over the weekend. We've got some NBA, of course, as well coming up. Um, and our famous other sports. Get to hear Cooper's <laughs> whatever obscure sport he's interested in. You and to... Cooper are next, Sam. Yeah. You got to join okay. the. Uh, you got to join the. The. Uh, I'm trying to think. The club. Is Quidditch an acceptable answer or no? It's something else. The Quid- Quidditch. Can that be an answer? Or I, I'm, 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 you, yeah. I'm, you got me on my feet here. I'm no. trying to think of one. Yeah, we need a performance review from the fluffs of the stone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we, like we need like the analysis of we'll uh, Harry a, Potter's we'll broom. Go to a song and we'll get an answer from you shortly. All right. This is the sports desk on your Monday afternoon. Back on the sports desk on Sin on your Monday afternoon. And uh, first up, uh, actually, before we get into cricket, I know we had some injury concerns from the AFL that we didn't cover uh, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. so I just, uh, I, when I was coming in here, actually, I saw a few updates. So um, Tristan Cherry, obviously Jerry's team, North, um, did a bit of an ankle injury. I think it was sort of earlier, uh, sorry, later in the first half, um, which kind of struck their rotation a little bit down. But so Tristan Cherry confirmed to have a syndesmosis injury, so he's out for eight to ten weeks. As Jerry uh, retorted to me before, 
pretty easy replacement with Goldstein just being able to slot in. And obviously they have Charlie Combin that can sort of do a bit of rucking and play forward um, for the Geelong fans in the room. Uh, Tom Stewart, apparently it's going to be about three to four weeks with just like a grade two medial um, sprain. So that's pretty positive given that mm. we thought it could have been something worse. I've got a feeling that with the way Geelong do things, it would probably be more like five to six just to mm-hmm. sort of keep him on ice. Um, and the other one was it's a little bit of a smaller one but Rory Lobb just had a little bit of a minor surgery on his ankle this morning. Um, I had mail that there was a little bit of an issue with it before um, <clears throat> the game and that he probably wasn't going to play against Melbourne, but he did and it's come up worse. Uh, so small oh, surgery, okay. probably one to two weeks. That's about it. I guess apparently. the Bulldogs are regretting that because I wouldn't have known he was even out there. Yeah, well, <laughs> so. exactly. But, yeah, so I think just one to two weeks with um, Rory and that's kind of the main three that I've seen sort of big news on um, so far. Josh Kelly obviously I think failed the concussion test on Sunday, um, so he'll miss next week as well. So, yeah. Okay, crickets. <laughs> Adam, take us away. One day internationals. Uh, yes, the Aussies have avenged their defeat in the, uh, per, in the first um, ODI to uh, tie up the series um, after two games with an absolutely smashing 10-wicker uh, win against the Indian squad. Um, yeah, it was the Aussies who completely dominated proceedings from the outset, um, sending Indians to bat. And it was um, Mitchell, the left arm swinger himself, Mitchell Stark, who took a 5-53 five, five for 53 to absolutely demolish the Indians uh, to leave them all out for 117 after 26 overs. With the top scorer of uh, Vera Kohli and Axel Patel being the only ones to show any resistance to an absolutely dominant display by the Aussies. Yeah, I was very happy with that, Adam, because obviously, you know, Starkey, he's still nursing that finger. And, like, getting five wickets um, back in the ODI side is really good. Mm. And then the North Melbourne supporter, Mitch Marsh for Bison, 36 balls, um, 66 runs. So he hit six fours and six sixes in that um, <laughs> match winning knock. And obviously, Travis Head. Mr. Consistent, like a half Doing century. Doing what he always does. Yeah. And the fact we didn't lose a wicket and done it within 11 overs, just unheard of. And it's uh, pretty, and also you look at the uh, BBL talent, which is also coming through with Sean Abbott, just the absolute stalwart of the Sydney Sixers. Um, once again, proving again that he competed at that international level with a three for 23 off uh, six overs. And then Nathan Ellis, um, the paceman from Tassie with uh, two for 13 off five. Not bad. Like, really, really quite nice. So, got, I think... He got Vera at Collier, out, didn't he, too? Oh, ah, yeah, I, I think pretty I sure he did. It was a good ball, so that's, that's LBW pretty good, as well. pretty good scalp for him. Yeah. Exactly, not bad, yeah. I mean, you look at kind of the wicket, like, the way these batters fall, like, um, Sharma nicking it to uh, first slip at, um, uh, off uh, Mitchell Sark's bowling. Gill is out, like, basically the fourth or fifth ball of the match. <laughs> Yadav's out for a golden duck. Pan- Hardik Panya, who... I think, honestly, he should be a lot better than he actually is. He's good in T20s. Exactly, yeah. but he just goes missing at international level. It's amazing when you're not getting paid $5 million to uh, play for your team, you kind of decide to uh, yeah. to uh, hang out the gloves. But anyways, I think it'll be very interesting because our first performance was not very nice. <laughs> it was uh, very similar. We got bowled out for about 180 and then the um, Indians just cruised. So it's been two games of extreme and contrasting fortunes. But I think um, you guys know me. I'm a proud Victorian, and I'm very excited for the upcoming match uh, that is coming up on Thursday, which will be the Sheffield Shield final, the final game of the cricketing summer, in which it's been very successful both on and off the pitch. And it's the mighty, Vic- mighty Vicks who have come from out of the clouds after not winning a game after Christmas to win four on the bounce to secure a second consecutive uh, Sheffield Shield final. And they will take on the ever-dominant 
ABBA just as dominant, just so really, really strong. Um, WA outfits who are trying to go for a, basically the treble in which they've taken out Sheffield Shield, the one-day cup in which they absolutely smacked the Redbacks, and the uh, Big Bash. So it's uh, very interesting. It's up to the uh, Victorians to stop the WA the WA domination. But the Vicks have announced their team today, and it, we will see the return of Peter Hanscom and Todd Murphy to the squad. And this is to top up a team which um, basically nearly outrighted the uh, the, uh, the Warriors the uh, other day. I think, yeah, they only, only said, yeah, I think it was a nine-wicket win. And um, after the conclusion of three innings, the Vicks had, um, I think it was only 66 to win. And they did it with the loss of one wicket. So it's going to be very, very interesting. And the squad is as followed. You don't have uh, Peter Hansen, the captain. And you don't have Murphy as a star bowler. But there's only so many players who have been impressive throughout the season, such as you don't have Will Sutherland. And um, uh, Scobo. We love, we love the Scobo. He returned the other day, took a fiver, and the complete squad is listed is uh, this. Hanson is captain, Scott Boland, Ash Chandrasee, Travis Dean, Sam Harper, Marcus Harris, John Holland, Campbell Calloway, Cam McClure, Tom Murphy, Fergus O'Neill, Mitch Berry, Matt Short, and Will Sutherland. I think if I had to guess who might be uh, pulling on the uh, the bid for the 12th man, I would say probably Cam McClure, since the other players have just been really, really good. But I think Hanscom will be returning as captain, but I think um, I need to give a shout-out to Sutherland. Like, um, to come in unexpe- as the unexpected captain after the retirement, after Hanscom went to the squad and the retirement of Aaron Finch, for him to step up as captain, and being only a young bloke, 23-24, he's done an amazing job to lead the uh, Bush Rangers to a final. And I'm going to predict a big victory. Fingers crossed. I know that's, that's wishful thinking, but I think that's amazing effort to get there from the boys. The Vicks. Uh, it's funny thinking about... I was just thinking while you were talking about this... Uh, you only get to see Victorians play as Victorian cricket. I do miss the state of origin, but that's a mm. can of worms for another day, I think. <laughs> uh, basketball time. <laughs> Crazy things happening in the world of NBA. Yes, so we had a few games today, Samo. So OKC defeated Suns 124 to 120. Um, despite Booker scoring 46, um, Gilkis Alexander dropped 40 for the win. Nuggets over the Nets by six points. The Spurs beating the Hawks 126 to 118. Uh, the Heat winning against the Pistons 112 to 100 with Butler dropping a double double with 26 points and 10 assists. Uh, the Pelicans 117 or 107 over the Rockets with 40 from Jalen Green. So good to see the young gun playing well. Uh, the Bucks continue their form um, 118 to 111 mm. win over Raptors. Uh, Kyle Leonard and Paul George combined with. Uh, 53 points together to get the Clippers over Portland. Um, and to round out today's games, the Lakers defeated Magic by six with Reeves coming off the bench and scoring 35. Um, just a quick mm. shout-out to Joel Embiid, my man. I uh, dropped <laughs> 30 points for the last nine games. Um, I think that's a league record and Philadelphia record. Um, Allen Iverson's record is broken, so it's pretty yeah. big. And it was a buzzer beater, Sam, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Uh, now, for- forgive me if my pronunciation's wrong. Is it Max Kleber? Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah. Um, massive clutch win for him for the Mavericks over the Lakers. Um, love a buzzer beater. I don't think that's <laughs> how they designed the play for it to be a Maxi Cleaver's <laughs> ends, but anyways. Yeah, and also a quick shout-out to um, NBL MVP Xavier Cook. He made his debut yeah, overnight with the, uh, yeah. with the Washington Wizards after leading his Sydney Kings to the victory in the, in the uh, NBL um, just the other week. Um, Kings uh, won the final game, 77-69, over the brave New Zealand Breakers, who deserve so much credit for coming off a wooden spoon the previous season to make the final. But unfortunately, 
the uh, the title will be for we were Tony cheering Sydney. Him on, but it didn't work out, did it, Fadim? No, it did not. I am now rescind any words of kindness I had towards the uh, people of New Zealand. <laughs> uh, Jason, some ice hockey. <laughs> uh, you really do want shine. me to talk Sorry. ice hockey? It's his time to shine. I didn't have much chance because, again, paintball and uh, and uh, I was photographing his 70th birthday. But uh, earlier today in the NHL, this is the interesting things that happened today. <laughs> Minnesota Wild defeating the Capitals 5-3. New Jersey Devils continuing good form against the Tampa Bay Lightning 5-2. Boston Bruins, Jimmy's lot, 7-0 over the Sabres. New York Rangers are a contender for me, and they're making me really want to take them even more. 7-0 over the Predators, a team I'm not liking right now. Uh, Blues defeating Winnipeg 3-zip and uh, that was the major uh, results from the ice hockey today. Tomorrow the only really interesting one coming up is the LA Kings v the Calgary Flames. A lot of playoff ramifications there for the Calgary Flames which less than a month away. But Wednesday, mm. Hockey Night is the most interesting one of all. We've got New York Rangers taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. Boston Bruins taking on the Ottawa Senators, seeing how uh, Ottawa haven't been performing that great this year. So it would be very interesting to see how much of cruise control the Bruins are currently in. New Jersey Devils take on Minnesota Wild. New York Islanders taking on the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Dallas Stars taking on Seattle Kraken. Sports Desk's favorite hockey side, the Seattle Kraken. And that, <laughs> I would say, is the interesting part of the NHL right now. Cooper was nodding his head at the Kraken, by the way. Do love the Kraken. Big fan. <laughs> Lifelong fan. It, I think the sports desk should collectively become Seattle Kraken. We'll be the Seattle Kraken right. ambassadors yes, for the NH, as the NHL fans here. And that is part of the – I'm going to actually call this not phase sports. I think that can be our new segment. The, <laughs> when the debut of that segment came from talking about the NHL, I brought Adam on board to talk water polo. Next week, Sam, Cooper, Jerry, you're going to be joining in the fray. That okay. gentleman was the sports desk. Definitely. We'll be back Friday from 5 p.m. Oh, footy's back. We just love it. We just yeah. love it. Um, we'll be back to start today on social media, uh, and we'll see you Friday from 5 p.m. on Sin.